everyone, I'm your host, Alexandra Fernandez of this show called In the Booth. And today with me, I have Canadian artist, Charlie Houston, and we are gonna be discussing her music, her career, life, and everything in between. So thank you so much, Charlie, for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. My absolute pleasure to have you. Um, before we kind of jump into the interview, do you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself and how you kind of got into the music industry? Um, yeah, I um, I don't know. I feel like everyone, like everyone that makes music kind of has the same answer, um, like kind of doing music for your whole life, which is very much what, what I did. Like my dad um, is really into music and he kind of got me in at a super young age, just playing like, classic rock covers with him um and stuff and he taught me how to play the guitar initially and then I don't know I just was like naturally very drawn to music for whatever reason um mm-hmm. and I never really had interest in I like playing covers like I, I think it's fun uh you know covering songs live because it is a good way to interact with the audience but I was just never from the beginning I always was just very drawn to like writing my own music yeah that's awesome. um and so, yeah, I mean, I started writing when I was, I don't know, like 11 or 12, like really terrible songs, um, but it just like slowly progressed. And then I, I met other people that, you know, had similar interests and stuff. And, and uh, yeah, I sort of got into production a little bit at, at the end of high school, which then led me to um, I actually started my undergrad degree at NYU in um, the Clive Davis Institute, which is like music production and business put together. Oh, cool. And then for like a multitude of reasons, ended up leaving, but with the intention of still pursuing music on my own. Uh, and then just decided to get, you know, your standard Bachelor of Arts degree yeah. just to have it um, while also doing music on, on the side. And so that's kind of where I am now. I'm signed to Arts and Crafts label uh, in Toronto, which is a, an independent Canadian label and yeah that's like kind of where we are now I guess. Awesome that's really cool and so I know that you were saying that um, growing up you were playing a lot of like classic rock music and covers and stuff with your dad. Um, Obviously your sound is very not much like that so what kind of like helped you I guess find the sound that you have now um, and where did that sort of inspiration come from? Yeah I don't I don't really know it's weird because like since I never really like I obviously would learn to play other songs and I love listening to music obviously mm-hmm. um but I don't I don't really know I feel like a lot of my sound just like naturally I mean probably actually not naturally it definitely did it is influenced by what I listen to and then trying to kind of emulate that in in my own way but I don't know my taste in music is very broad um as I feel like a lot of a lot of new like artists are um mm-hmm. essentially the only music I don't like is like country and hard rock hard like metal music mm-hmm. I'll say there's anything wrong with those I just personally don't like it yeah um but yeah I don't know I in high school got really into electronic music like okay. Flume and Cajunata were like my main artists that I was listening to yeah um and then I sort of found this like sub genre of like like artists that were combining electronic music with natural sounds. So like Frank Ocean was kind of one of the first people that I was like, whoa, that's so, that sound is so different than I've ever really heard before. Yeah, he's great, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Toronto artist, actually Versace, if you know. Yeah. 
um, huge inspiration. Like one of my biggest, I would say just the way that um, his production to me is just like very much kind of the, the vibe that I, I want to go for, like combining, cause I write all of my songs on the guitar. And so mm-hmm. actually all of my songs have some sort of um, not some sort of like the main chords are our guitar and then it's sort of built around with different I like electronic music because there's no like limit to what you could like you could literally do anything yeah definitely you know it's not like you're working within like a certain amount of chords it's like you can have a chord and then really like mess with it and make it sound not like the instrument that you're playing yeah um yeah I don't know if that answered your question but um no yeah I kind of did um no that's awesome yeah definitely like picking up those influences you were saying yeah Versace who I also had no idea was from Toronto by the way um and yeah Frank Ocean I can definitely hear that sort of like low tempo and like deeper stuff um and how you kind of yeah emulate that in your music too um and yeah I've like read some articles where like people kind of like say that you're very reminiscent of like Claro as well like in just yeah. the offness of like um your music too but yeah it definitely has such a range and you can hear a lot of different things come through in your music definitely like indie um some type of like alternative music electronic also like R&B too um yeah it's really cool um yeah and when it comes to like writing your music and creating music what does your creative process look like you know do you have to like you know, sit down, get yourself in a headspace, or does do things sometimes just come to you at like 2 a.m. and you have to like run over and write it down or record it? What's kind of the process behind songwriting for you? What does that look like? Um, I mean, I feel like it's like kind of different every single time that mm-hmm. that I write. Um, I feel like 99% of the time, um, my songs start with um like mumbles and stuff yeah like I rarely ever start with lyrics um like I start with some sort of chord progression that I've I've come up with and I like and then sort of just start like saying random sounds to a melody that that is I find enjoyable um and then after kind of having like an idea of of the melody and like the sonic vibe um then kind of thinking about what what the sound like how the sound what lyrics would go to the sound Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like I I'm very big on the idea of like having the the actual like instrumental part of the song match the vibe of the lyrics yeah Um, and so then I'll kind of draw from whatever I'm thinking about at at the time um I find a lot a lot of the time when I'm writing I'm not um like my entire past EP I Hate Spring uh is I wrote about things that I went through like a year after the fact if that makes sense okay um like I'm very much a a retroactive writer because I feel like when I'm going through something I like don't I find I just kind of like push everything away and like never like don't think about the things that I'm thinking about yeah um but then after the fact I I find I like several months later will be like oh whoa I was like really fucked up then like oh my god what the heck um and then decide to write a song about it but yeah yeah, I um yeah yeah no that's awesome that's great um I like that it's a little bit free-flowing and it's interesting that you do like a melody first and like chord progressions and stuff and then do the lyrics because typically 
um, from other musicians I've talked to. It's kind of the opposite, but okay. that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and uh, I know that COVID-19 has, you know, definitely put a strain on musicians and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and how did the pandemic sort of affect your time as an artist, you know, not being able to perform, um, maybe not being able to record, um, like going into a studio, um, if that's something that you do? Because I know some people also like, a lot of people too, just like, are able to make music in their own homes because they have setups and stuff. But yeah, what was the pandemic kind of like and what is it like now kind of easing out of it? You know, you just had your show at um, the mansion um, earlier in or at the end of April. And yeah, what's it like? Over the um, yeah, I mean, it's super weird because I have only ever released music in the pandemic. Oh, no way. Okay. Yeah, like my first the first song I ever released as a solo artist came out um like last January um okay. and so I've, I've never really experienced what I feel like I'm hopefully about to experience yeah it was definitely weird um I felt like a lot of what I was experiencing the amount of zoom calls that I I mean I feel like everyone everyone has probably had like a way more zoom interactions than than they should but um it's definitely yeah. been weird um I feel like I've met and connected with a lot of people, but only through Zoom or like mm -hmm. FaceTime and, and stuff like that. And so yeah. it's definitely been weird, but um, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I don't know. It, it, I felt like I was releasing music, but not actually releasing music because it wasn't like I, I couldn't really, like I only recently started performing any of the songs that I released a year okay. ago like within the past four months okay um which is definitely super weird because I mean I obviously like those songs but I have an entire new project that's about to come out that I yeah. obviously everyone at least I think every artist likes their most recent stuff the most because yeah. you kind of listen and play this exact same song so many times and then you're like okay I'm I hate those songs yeah <laughs> um and so just now starting to to play them is is super weird but it's also so fun because like I've had my first experiences of like people singing. I mean, it's mostly my friends, but like singing my song. Oh, yeah. me, and I'm like, it's freaking cool. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm it sucked that that it all started in, in COVID, but I feel like I'm just even more excited to like finally be able to to kind of like have a release party or or like organize shows actually. Um yeah, that's super interesting and that you only know this side of the music industry being through a pandemic and I'm really excited for you to kind of come out of that and see what it's like um, in a normal world and stuff like that. And speaking of which, you are on tour with Charlotte Carden for the Canadian leg of her tour. How is that? Are you excited? What are your thoughts on that? And yeah, I'm excited to just hear what it is like for you what do you think it's going to be like for you to perform with uh, such an amazing Canadian artist um, and do something like this for the first time I like have no I don't know I'm like super excited obviously because I have listened and been a fan of her since like the ninth grade mm -hmm. oh wow and a long time yeah yeah when I got the opportunity I was like it's so weird though because I also like got the tour was I was supposed to be um playing her dates that were happening in January yeah that's what I was looking at originally yeah yeah and so I feel like it's been 
I was really excited and like had a lot of emotions towards it but then the actual process of doing it has been elongated so I feel like I kind of forgot about it up until recently <laughs> yeah I was like, oh my god we need to like rehearse and figure out what we're doing um and so I'm very excited I'm terrified <laughs> so scared but um I don't know I'm I'm happy that it's obviously all the dates are are Canadian dates and I have you know, a lot of friends in universities kind of spread out across the country. So being able to have a few familiar faces at at almost all the shows is going to be super nice. Um, And I'm honestly most excited to be able to just watch her set every, Mm -hmm. like every night, because I saw her in in LA in November and it is like incredible. Like she, she is just very, very, very talented, especially as, as a live artist. So, um, yeah, I'm stoked. Super excited. Awesome. That's so exciting. And have you ever like done anything like that? Like, I guess not because of COVID. So this is your first time and you're really just going off with the bang, like just starting to go across Canada with Charlotte Carden. That's awesome. I know. I'm like, it's so weird because the mansion was kind of the first, was the first show that I played like with my band playing the set that I'm playing. No way. Okay. Opening thing. So that was like our one and only and first like dress (laughs) rehearsal. Yeah kind of and so I'm definitely trying to have pretty low I mean hopefully it exceeds my expectations from the beginning but um you know with technical difficulties and and it's our my first time touring and and playing with I mean I'm super close with the guys that I'm going on tour with um so that is good but just you know we're kind of we had to plan the whole set ourselves and figure out a lot of the technical side because hmm. um, we I did not have the funds to like hire a sound tech to, to do right. that all for me so it's definitely been like a huge learning experience um, that I am grateful for it's been very stressful but like figuring out the live side myself is I think something that hopefully will benefit me in the future like actually knowing how things work and, and being able to talk to sound text and and know what I want and and, um, especially as a girl I don't know I've had some questionable experiences with Mm -hmm. uh, like sound text at venues and stuff and them sort of like dismissing what I'm saying yeah um, which is very frustrating and so now kind of having a better handle on on the actual like I don't know just like the lingo and and what I need and what I want and just being more confident in my knowledge of of the live set um I'm excited to to just be more assertive in in saying like what what I need so yeah no that's awesome and that'll definitely help you like just take your career to new paths and um also just I guess like establish more confidence maybe and just Mm -hmm. yeah um you'll just feel a lot better about like not just your performance but also the whole like production aspect of it and it's just something great to know you know you never know where those skills can take you and lead you so yeah Mm, Um, cool and so you were mentioning earlier that you're also a student you're studying here at Queens um and you know, how do you manage to balance being um, an artist and a pretty up and coming artist at that too, um, while also pursuing a post-secondary degree? Do you sometimes feel like, not sometimes, feel, I 
that's a stupid question. I've been a university student. I know <laughs> you feel unbalanced, let, like just in general, pursuing a degree, let alone being a musician doing it too. But yeah, like how do you just manage um, doing what you do, doing both of these things? I mean, to be completely candid with you, like I'm a terrible student. <laughs> like I'm very, very, very bad. Um, I Well, I am passing That's relatively important. well at an extremely average level, which is all that I want. Yeah, um, that's all you need. <laughs> yeah. C's get degrees, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, There's a reason that saying exists. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, it's definitely, uh, honestly, I find the most, this isn't even like related to school necessarily, but you no, know, I, I love Queens from like a friend's aspect. Obviously, like I've, I've met incredible people there and and I'm so lucky to have such cool people in my life and so I find a lot of the time I'm like when I because I spent essentially from first year my entire undergrad degree has been like going back and forth from Kingston to Toronto uh Mm -hmm. very frequently um and so that's actually this is totally sidebar but on the a benefit of COVID is that it did make kind of going back and forth and doing both at the same time way easier because all of my school was online mm, true and so I didn't really have the fear especially in second year and like the first half of, of this past year of like I wasn't missing class like I I could stay caught up um pretty well yeah just on the computer and stuff but um yeah I feel like I I would be home on the weekend recording in the studio or or rehearsing and then being like Oh, I wish I was like going out and kinks, like hanging out with my friends and stuff. Yeah. But um, it's, you know, I'm I don't do very, I don't try at school, and so I'm like I need to try at something and like sacrifice something in order to get somewhere. Um, so I don't know. It it's been. I'm also in philosophy, which is like the most light. It's like not even a degree. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's not. It's been fine. It's. I'm, okay. I'm very lucky also to be able to go back and forth all the time and have my family that supports, um, you know, me being in school, but then also pursuing this thing that I am actually extremely passionate about. So, yeah, um, definitely. And I can imagine it being tough trying to balance the two. But when you have a support system of family mm-hmm. and or friends, um, even just having support in yourself and believing in yourself, I feel like that does make it a little bit more worthwhile and kind of pushes you and maybe motivates you a little bit more to keep up with both and, you know, come out on the other side um, Mm -hmm. stronger. So yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, And speaking of your music, um, we were kind of talking about this earlier too, about like your sound. um, And it's really awesome that you seem to have found it, um, especially at such a young age, because I know that some musicians, it takes them like years and years to find what their sound is, or even like, you know, their labels or producers kind of like forcing them into this like little narrow door of like what they should sound like. Um, Did it take a lot of trial and I guess we talked a little bit about it, but maybe you can talk a little bit more, but did it take a lot of trial and error for you to figure out your sound? Did you go through a lot of different genres or um, did you kind of find that perfect like middle ground that blends all these genres that we were talking about earlier, like indie and R&B and electronic stuff? Uh, Yeah. Um, I mean, it's super weird. Uh, No, I literally went through, whoops, um, no other, basically like the way that I make music is, I work with my producer, Chris Young, who literally one of the most, I mean, he's like the only producer I've ever worked with 
but like for a reason um it we just like from the beginning had like a very good friendship and like got along super well and just like get each other mm-hmm. um and like we all the first five songs I ever released were like the first five songs Chris and I ever made okay like it wasn't like we were picking from like 20 songs that we recorded being like which ones like fit together whatever it was like we made those five songs and we were like these all sound like the same artist because it's like your song like my song um and I don't know it just it happened so naturally and so just like quickly as well like I would come home from the weekend in Kingston we would record like two songs in two days and be like okay sick like let's go um and so yeah I don't know I I feel very lucky to have been honored to meet someone like Chris so so early on in my career and have him be just such like a like us being on the same level and him understanding like who I am as a person and like who I want to be as an artist and just being like unbelievably supportive of it um I'm just like so I owe that man a lot so (laughs) uh, yeah I I didn't go through any other genres it was just whatever this is yeah and it's a blend of stuff too but yeah no uh yeah shout out to Chris Young I guess yeah Uh, but uh yeah no that's really great and um that's awesome that uh you know, you didn't have like such a big, I guess, like roster of songs to pick mm-hmm. from. Like, that's really lucky that, you know, you had those five and they sounded good and you didn't really feel the need to like kind of pick and choose. Um, Cause I know that that can also be really hard for musicians. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's awesome. And was, was that for the I Hate Spring EP? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And um, also about your music, um, you know, I was, uh, ever since seeing you live, I guess, at the mansion and stuff. Um, I like have definitely bump- been bumping your music for the last few days. Um, okay. Yeah. And, you know, I was kind of looking up the lyrics and um, really doing some deep listening into them and, you know, specifically for your songs, like calls, um, things and 19. These are such like raw and like very, um, just truthful songs, I guess, um, that really embody a lot of feelings that I think our generation, like Gen Z faces and a lot of things that you probably don't talk about too much, but you do in your music. Um, And I guess like also in your music, it's not really like you sugarcoat it either. Like you are just really straight up with your lyrics. And like, I think it also works well with the sound that you have because it's like so soft um and just they complement each other really well the lyrics and the music and um how do you write so like authentically and is it really hard for you I guess to like be vulnerable when writing and also performing for other people too um I don't know like it's like it's weird because I'm not like intentionally being like I'm gonna be authentic you know what I mean like I I just write yeah well it's good that that's the way yeah yeah probably what makes it come across that way I would hope um (laughs) yeah I don't know I just um write that honestly I rarely ever like go back and change lyrics Mm -hmm. um it honestly is most of the time like first thing that comes to my head because I'm like that um 
I feel like is oftentimes what people who change lyrics will often just go back to what they first had because that was what the what they were trying to say um but I I don't know I just um I enjoy making songs and and writing songs and so it, it doesn't feel like it I'm not like trying to do anything I'm just like doing the thing that I love to do and um yeah I don't know I I definitely really like when people say that that my lyrics are um helpful or like relatable and stuff because when I'm doing it I'm just like what am I even saying right now like (laughs) is this weird um and so it it means a lot when people are like yeah like I I enjoy the lyrics and can relate to it and stuff because I'm like that's great I wrote it about something that happened to me so yeah um and yeah I don't know it's 19 is um like my personal favorite song um that I've on that project specifically that I that I wrote um and I don't know in terms of like performing live and like saying the lyrics that I've written I feel like at like shows like the mansion or like larger things I I don't have trouble or like worry about about what I'm saying or anything um but I definitely find a few times that I've played live solo I'm like whoa this is super intimate um whatever but yeah I don't know I I enjoy writing about things that happen to me and making it into a song that people can like either listen to the lyrics and really like think about it or just like dance to or like listen to and and not really think about the lyrics so I don't know yeah yeah I think your music is good for both for sure like the lyrics definitely like you know um calls was like one of the songs that kind of stuck out to me the most like I listened to that and I was like oh have I been there done that like I think anyone our age can relate to that even things like talking about just basically feeling this almost like yeah pressure to like just do things because you want someone to like you back so you're gonna like you know yeah um all these things it's really cool that yeah you're basically like I would say like such a voice for like Gen Z and stuff through your music um and you can really focus on the lyrics but then your music is also just like really fun and like in a way like kind of bubbly I guess Mm -hmm. um like melancholy bubbly though you know what I mean like I just I have a song called bubbly that's on my next project so no way okay there you go um that's awesome uh yeah and so it is kind of interesting and you know there are like a lot of artists like really really big artists who kind of do similar things where like their lyrics are pretty like you know melancholy a little bit on the sadder side and like a little bit like "Hmm." but Mm -hmm. um their music just sounds really fun so you almost have this like juxtaposition of like yeah dance music with like sad lyrics like some artists that I've listened to um not sure if you're familiar with them but like the 1975 are very much like that Lainey um Lau sometimes too like those kind of like indie pop rock artists um is that something that you like are also kind of going for like that juxtaposition that contrast between like happy and sad or do you want to talk a little bit Definitely. I mean, I don't know if it was necessarily intentional or not. It just sort of um, happened that way. Yeah. Uh, that I was drawn to more. It's not even like, I, f- I feel like a few of my songs are kind of like upbeat, like, you know, could like dance to it a little bit, but just yeah. like songs that have um, 
like ebbs and flows throughout them and parts that are are more emotional um not like sad emotional but just like there's more like groove to it I guess um yeah. and just songs that you can like play I wanted all of the songs to be like universally playable in mm-hmm. the sense that like you could play it when you're driving in the car with your friends or like in the morning when you're like making your coffee or yeah. like maybe when you're preying with your friends to go out but like at the beginning part of the pre before you get like really drunk and you're like let's throw on some EDM but um yeah I don't know I I was just I feel like I, I can't nothing I did was like intentional because I was just like doing what was natural to me right. and then I ended up with these songs and so it's weird to like try and be like what was I thinking about when I did it because I wasn't like thinking about anything I was just doing yeah what I was doing yeah like it was just coming to you naturally yeah 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 it's interesting though to just see like how a lot of you know um modern day artists are channeling this sort of yeah this contrast between like happy sound sad lyrics kind of you know vice yeah yeah it's interesting um so moving on uh into another question. Um, I also saw that Rolling Stone magazine featured you in an article um, a while back about Spotify's radar artists. And I've also like seen a bunch of pictures and stuff of like your face on like the big, like Young and Dundas Square, like billboards and like, was it, was it, was there Times Square too? what was that like how did it feel to just see (laughs) in a weird way like see your face plastered like for the whole city to see basically in such iconic places in both um metropolis metropolis oh i can't speak english yeah it's not in the editing but in such big cities and also how did it feel to like be named and written about in the rolling stone which is such an iconic publication in the music industry um yeah I mean I it is super weird (laughs) like the I the young and Dundas square thing happened first and like I have no other way to explain it other than being like like just like looking at it being like what the hell like yeah that's me yeah (laughs) yeah like I I I mean I was I'm extremely grateful and and honored that that they they did that and it was really cool but also like super just like whoa that's that's very crazy um and it was weird I remember like driving I drove up to to the Young and Nundas one with my parents and we could like see the billboard and like as we were in the car my mom was like oh my god it's literally like it's there like as we were driving up and I was just like wow this is just it's just there like all day and stuff and so (laughs) it was super weird super cool but also very like kind of imposter syndrome being like what the hell um and then yeah the New York Times or New York Times um Times Square uh one was equally as like what the hell yeah but even more because I was like I'm also in New York right now had like just met my managers was like going to do a session with another producer and it was really weird I but it was also weird because since it's like I'm obviously not you know the biggest artist in the world and so I was like looking at it and other people were walking around and I was like why aren't you looking at it like that's me (laughs) um but no it was like I it was very 
very cool very weird um yeah I don't know yeah no I just wanted to get yeah like your take because like did you ever kind of see yourself I mean maybe at this age at this point in your career having your face plastered for like the whole city to see I feel like no one really plans on that um yeah that's fair (laughs) I feel like obviously I was like the second it was told to me I was like absolutely like let's um let's do it but um yeah I don't know it's also very weird though like just from a like a not like a self-conscious perspective I'm a pretty confident person I think Mm -hmm. um but it is definitely scary like I hate photo shoots and like getting my photo taken and so knowing I'm just like very over critical of stuff like that because I'm like well I know like you know my label likes the music and people people like my music but I'm like what if they like see my face and they're like ew this girl's so weird looking (laughs) um (laughs) and so I don't know I feel like I have a lot of not a lot it is like a reasonable amount of of you know 20 22 year old like oh my god this is my face um but yeah I don't know It, it was very cool I hope it happens again yeah that'd be sick maybe with the new music coming out soon who knows yeah um I know you are pretty young you were saying you're 22 mm-hmm. yeah um but if you could give your even younger self one piece of advice um maybe 11 year old you who was starting writing music or teenage you uh what would you want to tell them um like about music or like about music about you know life in general about how you've done in your career in the industry mm-hmm. I feel like I would say I'm thinking more of like in my high school like 15 16 year old self of having a lot of thoughts of like things that I want to do and I want like way the way that I want to be like in myself and like already knowing what that is but Mm -hmm. not being at the stage where I'm like confident and comfortable in expressing myself in showing like the person that I like already kind of know that I am right um and really just being like I'm never gonna be at that point like I'm never gonna actually be able to say like I want like music is what I want to do I'm never gonna be comfortable in like talking about like openly about like my sexuality and like stuff like that and like how I want to dress how I want to carry myself um and I was like very sad on the fact that I was like that's just never gonna happen I'm gonna have to like figure something out to to make it through life but I did figure it out and and I'm now at a point when I'm where I'm like very aware not aware comfortable and like sure of myself that's awesome um, in my career and and just as a person and so telling myself that like you will get to that point and you don't have to come up with like an alter life to to get through um and so yeah yeah no that's awesome and there's probably a lot of people who have felt that way who are feeling that way no matter if they're a teenager if they're a kid if they're in their 40s or 50s so hopefully that resonates with some people I know that that would that's literally when people ask me the same question that's always my answer too so yeah that's awesome um and ending off where do you kind of hope to take your music career from here just going forward I know you're coming out with new music or do you continue to look up to and in your career in the industry yeah um yeah I mean I 
I feel like my goal for myself right now is is to become um I think that streaming services and the way that music has changed and the way that it is like distributed and consumed has given rise to like what I've heard a few people call but like kind of like middle class artists mm-hmm. um and so you know artists that kind of sell out uh like places like the like mod club and mm-hmm. kind of general admission venues uh yeah stuff like that I feel like I I want to get to a point where like financially I can like provide for myself comfortably like I well I mean if I was a filthy rich I wouldn't be like no like <laughs> I didn't want to be this successful um <laughs> but no I, I want to get to a point where I can I can music can sustain me uh um individually um but then also you know being able to headline my own shows and uh you know have play festivals uh release a full full length album is definitely also a, a process that is like starting to happen right yeah, now awesome. um and so yeah just just continuing seeing where the wind takes me also not not because things like come up and and then I'm like the Charlotte Carter thing happened I'm I'm coming out with a song in with Odessa in the summer oh so, that's awesome Odessa's so great yeah yeah um, and so, I don't know, just like hopefully, like seeing things pop up and and just always saying yes to everything that is is presented to me and just continuing to to do what I'm doing. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. No, that sounds awesome. And yeah, like you said, saying yes to everything. Like you really have nothing to lose, and you can only really go onwards and upwards from here. And that's just yeah, it's super exciting to see um, another like you know person here in the Kingston community and also from like the GTA just up and coming doing some awesome stuff in the industry um making a name for yourself and just uh putting out awesome art for people to enjoy so thank you so much yeah thank you (laughs) is there anything else that you'd like to add before we end off um no I mean I'm going on tour with Charlotte Carden so come to see her but I'll also be there so um yeah that that's kind of it I think awesome well thank you so much Charlie for joining me today it's been a pleasure speaking with you and uh, best of luck with the tour and I'm excited to hear you put out some new music yeah thank you so much you're so welcome Thank you for listening to In the Booth, produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples.